0: hello and welcome to this episode of the ranting atheist podcast today on blasphemy express i'll be playing the recording of a clubhouse room this uh this was the first time of me using clubhouse and hosting self and the topic was what is it like being an atheist in nigeria and before we knew it it spun off into people sharing a brief story of their deconversion the then giving us what it has been like so far being an atheist living in nigeria it's a three hour it was over three hours i won't play the whole three hours because ah almost long so today i want to play part of it and another time i'll play another part i'll try and break it into three or four parts over a few weeks so please enjoy the recording of part of the clubhouse discussion we had some days ago
1: How do I put it now? So nobody sues us, we are recording this particular room for a podcast. And the podcast is The Ranting Atheist Podcast. So um, today we are going to talk about, you know, this is my first time hosting this, you know, see how they do. We are going to be talking about what is it like being an atheist in in Nigeria and how does religion affect uh, the situation of Nigeria, that kind of thing. So, today i uh, my co-host, uh, Onome and Jaden. Jaden is still working on uh, technical issues, so God will help him, that kind of thing. <laughs> so, everybody in the room uh, after this discussion will come up, um, everybody will share their different um, experiences on what it's like being an atheist, whether you're a closed atheist or are open. Me, I'm partially open. I'm hiding from my parents. Me, they don't no me knife. <laughs> so, it all, it, it all depends on you. Everybody knows their situation. So, you don't have to be publicly open. Especially if you're a Muslim. Every Muslim out there is not safe for them to just come out. So,
2: okay. Can you guys hear me now?
1: Uh huh. We can hear you.
2: Yes, thank you. Yeah. I think my, my VPN was interfering with the. So, hey, I had to turn it
1: Okay, off. okay, okay. Yeah, okay.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how that worked, but, I mean, I it worked out. Like This VPN things.
3: Even sometimes, I'm trying to make calls. It screws it up.
1: So, Jaden, you are good? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, I am. All right. So, may, maybe, I should even let me start again. So that anybody I see, that I see
2: Ikara in the... car.
1: Mm-hmm. okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The, so please, if you are just coming yeah, in. The cool you guy. I interact
2: with him a lot on Twitter.
1: Yeah, this is very Femi Femi
2: is, Femi is my, my very good friend too.
1: All right, all right. Femi,
2: you're welcome.
1: You're yeah, welcome, Femi. Caleb, welcome, I know Caleb.
2: Too. I don't know who I'm not I don't know who I'm all I know the know believers kingdom.
1: are welcome. All questioning believers are also welcome. If you are still a believer, we are going to shit on your God. Please do not forgive us. This is,
2: <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is blasphemy express. So, please, I, I feel
2: like when thieves come up and you know, just engage us, it's kind of fun.
1: With thieves want to come up, yeah. Let us see, let us see, let's see. And God will help them. So, uh, I yeah, they, they have, they have nothing to be
3: worried huh? about. I have nothing to worry about. They have God and the Holy Spirit on their side.
1: Well, yeah, well,
3: according to them, well, well. Yeah. well. So they have nothing to like, they're being consistent, they don't need to worry.
1: Okay, all right, we'll, we'll see. Let's see how that goes. But well, priority we be given to atheists. So, everybody, welcome to Blasphemy Express. This is my first time of hosting a clubhouse room. So, forgive me if I'm doing like this, doing like this. We are, we are freestyling here. So, the topic of today is what is it like being an atheist in Nigeria, and how does religion contribute to the problems that we have? in this country. Jaden, can you hear me? Jaden, cannot hear you
2: again? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I think you can hear.
1: Right. So everyone will will start my course today are on the mail of Curious Jump Podcast and Jaden of Skeptical Jaden Podcast. I am the ranting atheist. And all I do is rant about how angry I am right now because I think I'm still in my angry phase. One day, one day, I'll move to the Gentlemanly nature of Jaden and John, or rather of one of me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a phase. By next month, it'll be a year that I that I escaped from the religious mindset after over thirty years. So, what's it like being an atheist in Nigeria? From my own side of of the aisle, I'm open mostly, but I'm not going to my parents because they still have some leverage on me. So that's one of the things. If your parents still have leverage on you. You need to watch it. Whoever has leverage on you the most, you need to be careful with them when you are coming out. So I'm not open to them like they are pastors. So hell fucking no, really that they still have leverage on me. But outside, I always like to, to challenge people, very in discussions. In my place of work, I'm openly atheist. Anybody that comes to Christ just for head, I begin to throw questions at them and it's almost irritating to them. It feels like sometimes I even feel like a bully, which is weird because I'm just asking questions. How did you know this? How did you know that? Even when they come and do juju, talk about juju and all those things. So that's basically what it's like being an atheist since I've converted. Whenever I'm watching on YouTube, they look at my system, I'm watching this experience. They're looking at ah, this one. God, that will, God will touch you. I say you are, ah, you become a pastor. Don't worry. I say, oh, I've had that one tired. But I'm, I'll be a pastor, but in the negative way, I'll be a minus pastor. In evangelism against Christ. That's what I'm on now. So it's ironic that you, whatever vision you are seeing is a waste of time. So that's basically my experience with uh, being an atheist for now. So, Aname, share with us what's your own uh, experience like.
3: All right. So, I've. Uh, f- from my own experience, I think I'm mostly open. Though I didn't sit down with any of my family members and I started, like, I didn't tell them officially that, hey, I no longer believe or anything like that. But I think most of them know. Uh, there was a time I used to, like, when I want to, maybe if I want to upload anything that is anti-religious on my, maybe on my social media, I make sure my family members don't see it. But at some point in time, I was just like, uh fuck it anyways and i just uh i just got normal about it so uh some of my family members have asked me like hey what's up with your uh whatsapp status and things like that and i do let them know that hey uh i don't i don't think i at least i i openly tell them that i don't think christianity is true that one is something that i i'm very comfortable saying and they they like to ask me okay why 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 do you think so and why do you why have you come to that conclusion and i try to give them my reasons and of course some of my family members would be like oh but you believe that there is a god right and i'll be like ah, uh, no i'm not very confident about that i don't think there's any way we could um it's not something that is verifiable from our perspective but if you are talking about a god that is all good all powerful all that all that then we run into a lot of trouble and i can now say i don't think such god exist yeah so what has been the experience so far well I'm, I'm just going to say it's not so it's not so negative at least from the christian point of view but when it comes to muslims uh, i can say i have had a much more negative experience i noticed that a lot of muslims don't uh they don't they don't feel comfortable talking about their religious beliefs or they don't feel comfortable when you have someone that is like poking holes in their religious beliefs and they easily get defensive and start to talk to you like you are the enemy and all that. But from the perspective of Christians, the only thing that I don't like is that a lot of them find it very difficult to understand what you are saying. And it's just because of a lot of presuppositions that they have. Like there are some Christians that believe that everybody knows that there is a God and whoever says, they don't believe in God. They are just trying to, uh, they are trying to suppress their knowledge because they want to sin or do evil or something like that. That's basically uh, the idea in Romans one eighteen. So that's the most uh, negative experience I have had so far. Uh, I don't think it's. I'll just say it's not so difficult for me. But I may just be in a lucky uh, position. And yeah. So Jaden, over to you.
2: Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know. I mean for me it's it's been quite a journey. Um of course it was it was um it was um would I say twenty eighteen, yeah, twenty eighteen July was the first time when I started to have concrete questions. Like I actually on, on a certain day. That was on um on July 4th, 2018. I still have that in my memo. Nine questions, like I call them. Although on my blog, I scrunched them down into, I think, about seven questions. And, um, you know, at the time, I started to engage a lot of my friends um, on WhatsApp or wherever and just try to get them to like, hey, what do you guys think about this? What do you guys think about this question? So I, I started throwing questions at them. I remember there was a time I asked a friend of mine about um, you know, he like like I said, anyone who has heard my, my story to some extent knows that I was in this kind of should I say word of faith circle where you know confessions matter a lot. Um I cannot be sick, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and all those things. So um this guy actually flagrantly. And blatantly said to me that uh, the reason why he has never experienced an earthquake is because of his own confessions. I'm like, dude, there are people in Haiti right now who are Christians as much as you are and are experiencing these same things. Um, By the way, I should say, you know, it's Salah and there's some noise in my background. So if you guys hear some music, I'm sorry about that. It's very difficult for me to control from here.
1: No way, all right no way, no
2: so no um we have all those kinds of discussions but the one that really stood out for me was one that I had with my um would I would I say my best friend like is my closest friend one of my oldest friends that I've known for a very long time now this is someone that I've never known him to be angry I've never known him to be um, a hothead or anything like that we've known each other at least as of 2018 we had known each other for roughly ten years. We had been very good friends, and he had never been angry once. He had never spoken rashly or anything like that. So one particular night, he called me, and we were just talking, you know, about um, he and his wife, because he's married. Talking about him and his wife, I should say, and he was he was telling me about how his wife, he and his wife, had a certain discussion about, um, you know, spiritual things and all that. And normally, I would weigh in and just you know contribute my own thoughts about spiritual things we used to discuss all sorts of all sorts of things but that particular night i just said you know what bro uh, there's something i need to tell you i don't think i buy into all this, um you know religion god thing again and i was like wait are you serious i was like yeah so we had a very long discussion about that and it almost sounded like this guy was pissed at me i was like dude <laughs> it's just a change of faith like there's nothing serious there's nothing deep about this thing it was it was really scary for me I'm like this guy has never been angry at me before for anything in fact when i even did things that were very nasty to him he was cool he was calm he was friendly he was it was so i mean he's always like that and even till now he's like that because we're still very good friends and that particular, night just illustrated something to me, or I should say, made something very obvious to me that for people who are very, who are deeply religious, who are, um, who take religion as a very core part of their identities, even for some people who don't take it that seriously, um, but who, in a sense, still think it's a part of their their identity, it's almost obscene it's almost objectionable for them to encounter someone who is an atheist. Even if the person is very close to them, anyone who denies that there is a God to them just is very suspect. It's just like a bad person. Now, I know he doesn't see me as a bad person. He never saw me as a bad person, but I guess it was just in the heat of the moment. This guy was almost saying some borderline insulting things. I'm like, dude, you don't talk like this. Why are you talking to me like this? (laughs) And at some point, I just had to say, you know what, I'm sorry, let's just forget about the discussion just to calm things down. And it was very surprising to me. And ever since then, I would have discussions with a lot of people. In some cases, those discussions were very amenable and they, they didn't lead to any, um, should I say, issues. I, I, I actually see a friend of mine in the audience, Chiamaka, hi. <laughs> I had a discussion with Chiamaka, too, although it was very brief back then about it. And, um it, it was it was it was sort of productive too. Um, of course it didn't change my mind in that direction but I mean it's just about exploring um, perspectives really. but one thing I've noticed is that many people don't they, they don't it's not very easy for them to get along with someone whom they know doesn't buy into their faith. It's very hard for them to get along with that person, especially when it comes to a very, very personal, um, I mean, maybe things like relationship or family. or so. When it comes to you getting very close to people like that, it's very difficult. And because of the line of job that I'm in, because my, my job is more or less um, sales inclined, I need to win people's hearts. I need to rob people. People's, um, you know, massage people's egos, make them feel important, um, not counteract their person, not gainsay their person, and things like that. Because of that, I primarily keep my irreligion under wraps, unless uh, unless I'm very sure that the person that I want to talk to has the fortitude to accommodate it and to be respectful about it and to understand that. I'm not trying to be. bad person towards them or trying to make them feel stupid for believing in god or anything like that um and i mean from there i've had um several discussions with several friends on the job whom you know one thing leads to the other and i just tell them you know what this is my current position and we just have some discussions around that and i mean it's it's never something to hassle over never something to quarrel over it's just discussions every time rubbing rubbing minds on perspectives about why i think there is no god why they think that there is a god and things like that now as regards my family when i began to deconvert in 2018 i was still living with my parents um so i did not want to come out to my mom and my dad um then i was still going to church in fact i was it was just this april that i officially quit church just this April. So um, I said I was going to keep it under wraps. However, somehow, somehow, word got out to my mom. I think some amiable person from Twitter um, went to go and tell, tell my mom that, hey, your son is writing such and such and such you know, stuff on social media. So my mom came to my room and she asked me about it. Like, G-day, I heard so and so and so. Is it true? At first, I wanted to deny it. But I said, well, what's the point? She's still going to know anyway. This was in December 2019, if I remember correctly. I even have a recording of the conversation. So I opened up to so her. I said, yes, it's true that I don't buy into this anymore. We had a very long discussion over it, almost two hours. At the end of the day, she was just weeping and crying like everyone is going to think she's a bad woman. She didn't raise her children well. Like, why do you care so much about what people say? stuff like that so i think that day was a sunday or a saturday i can't remember which the following day in the morning just before i went to work my dad came to my room and he said your mom told me so and so is it true i said don't worry we're going to talk about it when i come back from work i wanted to avoid the discussion deliberately so when i came back from work he wasn't around i went to bed the following morning same thing i went to work on wednesday morning he said We have something to talk about. I said, I still have to go to work. Don't worry when I come back. So like that, like that, like that, we swept it all under the carpets and we never talked about it. That's my dad and I. Um, Eventually I moved out of the house. I started living on my own and it wasn't a problem anymore. My mom sometimes sends me messages about come back to God. God loves you, blah, 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 all those things. She even told my grandmother who was around at that time in 2019 in the house my grandmother told me in Yoruba uh, that um don't dare say that there is no God don't dare believe that there is no God that God is the one that has been protecting us know all those things that, that Christians say basically so um I've kept it under wraps for my family but my brother knows because he's on social media my immediate younger brother I should say so he and I don't ever discuss it really um my elder brother my immediate elder brother, no, not my immediate per se, but like my, my eldest brother, I called him and I told him because I felt it was going to be the only one to really understand in the family. So I told him about it. I said, bros, very soon I'll stop going to church. I don't really buy into the whole religion thing anymore. And I just want to be on my own. I don't want to be a Christian. I don't want to be anything. I just want to be on my own. And unsurprisingly to me anyway, he said, you know, it's not a big deal for me. Um, I believe in God. I mean, you you take the religion thing more far more seriously than anyone else in the family that's what he told me that he knows that i believe in god strongly i i'm like the pastor of the house and he knows me to be a very thoughtful person so for me to have come to that kind of decision is not something that i did in an instant it was it must have been something that i reflected on properly so he supported me He still supports me over it. And he says, you know what? No matter what happens, it's not going to change how I see you. You're my brother. And I'll always love you. And that's it. So, I mean, that was very good for me. We hugged and it was cool like that. So um, from there, I just moved on, moved on, moved on. And I've been living my life like that. But essentially, the point is that Overall, I try to keep it under wraps unless I see that the person I'm bringing it out to is someone that can really handle it. And one of the reasons why I do that is because it even cost me a relationship in that sense. I I don't really count it as a cost, but I mean, it's like that. There was a girl I met in 2019. And I mean, we got close. But just before we started the relationship officially, I told her, I said, hey, you know what? this is where I stand on the religion thing. I don't want to go to church anymore. I just want to be on my own and that's it. And she happens to be a very devout person. She was, um, I think she goes to RCCG or something like that. So, uh, well, she really liked me. So she said, let's give it a try. And we did, but I guess that was one of the major things, although it wasn't the only thing she complained about. (laughs) Um, But she said, One of the major things one of the major reasons why she wasn't feeling comfortable in the relationship was that i wasn't a spiritual person she wanted someone who could be a spiritual figure for her and i wasn't that kind of person so she just said you know what it's better we call it quits i didn't even know how to beg and say okay please let's give it one more try because i was like where is it going to lead it's not going to lead anywhere. i mean i might as well just let it go and forget about it and maybe just look out for greener pastures and stuff like that so that happened and ever since then one of the things i look out for is that for wanting to date a lady anyone like that is either someone who's not religious at all or someone who's religious but doesn't carry it on her head like that Someone who doesn't, I mean, she's not this spiritual cool kind of person. It's not because I can't cope with that kind of person. It's because that kind of person will most likely be unable to cope with me. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's not like I'm going to insult them, but there are days where I would say things that they won't like, things that would trigger them. Um, just like when I used to be a Christian and I would hear atheists say some things, it would trigger me too. So it's going to be difficult. And I mean, if you've been a Christian for a while, you know the teaching about not being unequally yoked with an unbeliever. And marriage is like a very key thing. Um, I think it's 1 Corinthians 7, the ending verses of that chapter, where Paul says that if you're going to marry anyone, it has to be in the Lord. This is something that Christians believe that don't marry anybody outside the faith. Let the person be a Christian um it, of course you might marry the person and then the person now converts to anything in that case you can still live with them if they want to live with you but um it's not proper for you as a christian to go marry someone who's not a christian sorry i, That's- I, I,
3: I, I, I was to ask you something dave like you just mentioned something and i'm just curious yeah Yeah, that passage where Paul talks about, where Paul says if someone, if you are married to someone and the person leaves the faith, Or let's say you are married to someone before and you convert, but the person doesn't become a Christian. You can stay with the person. And he goes ahead and says the person and your children will be, I think, how does he say it? He said they will be saved through you or something.
2: Does it mean those people will be saved
3: as non-Christians?
2: Well, I don't know. That's interesting. He doesn't use the word saved. It doesn't use the word saved. It uses the word sanctified, if I remember correctly. That should be First Corinthians 7. Yeah, sanctified. Let me see if I can navigate there quickly in my NIV Bible here. First Corinthians 7 it should be around verse 12 or so. Yeah, verse 12. It says, So the rest I say this, in brackets, I, not the Lord. If any brother has a wife who is not a believer and she is willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. And if a woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife, and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her believing husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. So, I mean, I've, I've discussed this with some Christians before, and the idea they paint from here is that Paul well, is not talking about salvation because salvation is something individualistic, something that has to do with um you know your faith, you putting your faith in Christ. Acts 16, verse 30, verse 31. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you and you'll be saved, you and your household. Something like that. So um, well, I mean, you and your household, that's also that sounds suspicious too. But yeah, there there are actually people, there are actually people who use this to imply that if you are a christian parent and you have a child your child is purified like your child is there's like some grace that passes on from you to your child in such a way that your child is holy up until the point that they can get to believe by themselves such that if you lose your child maybe um as as an as i'm what i don't want to say abortion what's this as a miscarriage Miscarriage, or maybe your child dies as it's still as a stillborn, you know, um, child, or maybe the child die, dies at a very young age, the child still gets to go to heaven because you, being a Christian, have sanctified your child. So some people actually do believe that, um, but I don't know whether that's. I mean, there are different, I mean, it's Christianity we're talking about, so Mm. there will always be um, different opinions about what the verse says and what it implies. And not just what the verse says and implies, but what other verses that seem to back this one up or seem to counter this one have to say about the whole subject of salvation um, as regards, you know, Biological inheritance, in that sense. So technically, it might not, it might not be that. Technically, it might be it. It depends on which theologian you ask, ultimately.
3: Okay, interesting.
2: Yeah. So, um, essentially, that's it. That's um, how my story has been. It's been uh, more or less complex and
1: yeah, complex. Um, but, but,
2: but, but for me, I I would say I would say very clearly that I haven't had one reason like not even one bit of a reason to regret my decision i don't really call it a decision because it's not something that i just sat down one day and i decided hmm you know what i don't want to be a christian anymore it's something that just happened to me over time like it just started becoming obvious to me that this whole thing was it was a facade yeah. like it, it just didn't make sense anymore so I it was it, it was more like a realization some sort of course i had to make some decisions along the way um decision um um, decision to stop praying for example yeah the decision to say okay you know what i want to quit church i mean those themselves are decisions but my belief belief itself, is not a decision i think we had a discussion on this on twitter john if you remember yeah sure sure it's one thing around this is one fantastic volunteerism
3: yeah yeah it's it's one thing that frustrates me a lot like i don't know I don't know why it's so difficult for religious people to understand that people don't people don't just wake up and say okay, I want to start believing something and they just start believing it suddenly. Uh, so it's very frustrating and like you said, that's the same experience that I had. It's not something that I even uh, you you usually say that you you sort of went from Christianity directly to atheism and that has not been my experience at all. Uh, as for me, I have gone from being a sort of uh, fundamentalist uh catholic let me just let me put it that way to to sort of having this so this um kind of liberal theology where i'm like okay um, uh, god doesn't really mind that these guys are of course the protestants are getting it wrong but god is very big and he's not a petty god and as long as they believe in jesus christ they are, they are definitely going to be saved then yeah i went to the part of okay uh, maybe the, maybe the muslims there's a, there's a sort of chance for them and gradually that's how i went till i even till now there are some times where i i think like a it till now like mm-hmm. there i do have this moment that i just feel like there's just there's something out there but uh it has like what i'm just trying to say is that it's been a gradual process and uh after a period of time i just noticed that the old personal god idea that you are praying to a personal god and this god watches over you and he makes sure all your your path is going well and all that like i just noticed that this thing doesn't make any sense to me anymore and
2: um yeah that's my
3: experience as well
2: you know it's, it's actually quite funny for because for me I, I i mean i think the reason why it was so easy for me to go from being a christian straight to being an atheist was that. I had this very i don't know if i should call it fundamentalist but i had this very um fundamentalist idea that that um y- yeah you know this very strict monotheism that it's either the christian god exists or there is no god at all like i didn't have this yes, sir, I didn't yeah vote. um um deism might be true for me Deism wasn't an option at all so when i when the whole thing began to fall apart i didn't even think hmm, what if some other religions could be true? What if there could be maybe just some god that just doesn't even care about anybody? Me, I just went straight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it was just it was just smooth sailing, like all the way down to like I just I threw out the baby, the bathwater, the, bucket the, the buckets itself. Like,
1: yeah, and the bathroom. Yeah, I go. mean I,
2: <laughs> I threw I threw everything out with the shower, with everything all in one soup, you know. So that's kind of how it was for me. All right, all right and um, mm-hmm. when, when when people talk about deism, and then they bring up okay well maybe there is some we higher power um or some you know some source where everything came from uh, i i don't really see the need to um hassle people over that because for me it, it's not really an idea that. Counts so much in terms of how we set up our society or what rules people are demanded to obey and things like that mm. um i just i mean i just let this say of course i do engage these themselves sometimes because i feel it's unnecessary i feel it's superfluous and all that and when there is a discussion this, i go into some of my reasons for that but essentially that's kind of how my own journey went um i think tunji might want yeah, to tunji. say something i don't know
4: Hi, guys. Good evening. Can
2: really?
1: you hear me? Yeah, we can yeah, hear you. Yeah, loud it. and clear. Welcome.
2: You, you, okay. just, you just abandoned us for Twitter and you do be good <laughs> <laughs>
1: No. Man,
4: it's, it's been a rough couple of weeks for me. So uh, I don't have to Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, thoughts, yeah. And pr- thoughts and that's prayers right. with you. <laughs> <laughs> I beg. I beg. It was it as well.
5: <laughs> yeah, it was. <is> well. <laughs> yeah. So, so bro, yeah, thank you guys for. Like, mm-hmm.
4: Okay, yeah. So for me, um, so I started questioning, um, maybe o- August twenty nineteen. That's when I. Okay, let me let me even let me even take this thing seriously. Like let me even take questioning the faith seriously because prior to that, I had been okay. I had first been um. I've been an, okay, I was born an African. So my parents my parents and family Africans. So that was where I started from. So I went to okay, before I went to school now, I was really like okay, I was really curious about a lot of things about science, about religion and stuff. So it led me down, okay, thinking about how God works and stuff. Then I started questioning that that was even this is before I enter university. So I, I I, I stumbled off of the witness stuff. Started listening to them, started arguing with them and stuff. And I entered university and I sort of got subsumed by the whole university because I went to um OAU and it's a very religious school. I think they don't know. So um, can you guys still hear me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I started entering the World of Faith um, camp now, so I was, that, that was the time I took religion very seriously. For at least what what fellowship did you go to? for let me ask? I went to Roma World. I didn't go to fellowship. Ah, family. Pastor Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's say I was by the charisma and all the, you know, so yeah, and Personally, I, I actually took the religion seriously and leaving leaving the religion was, was very difficult for me because and like Jayden like at rightly said, it. it wasn't something that just happened in a day. Like I, I just okay, I, I I took I made the decision to actually take questioning the religion seriously. And the end result of it was where I am now, where I am firmly agnostic about religion and all the whole kulabalu like about the whole concept of god i'm family agnostic about it but if 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 the question is about the christian god and i'm family atheistic about that i'm i'm fairly certain that everything not most of the things that in the book are not meant to be taken seriously that's the bible like they're not meant to be taken as um as facts they're not meant to be taken as literal so, yeah, that, that, that was how it seems I seems like
3: we are twins in that aspect. What
4: do you say?
3: I said it seems like we are twins in that aspect, like agnostic uh, yeah. general god and firmly atheistic about um let me just say Abrahamic gods.
4: Yeah, because but when I think about the whole concept of God, It I think if there was a God in the first place, I don't think Anything about our biology or our history as humans on Earth will lead us to be capable of answering the question. That that's how I just think about this. Because it's really it's if if you can compute the vast like the, the craziness of this universe that we are in, billions of galaxies and how complex even a single cell in our body is. And you but if the answer to all this is just some Magical being in the sky that just spoke of some words. It just feels like, I don't know, it just feels like the, the human brain is not sufficient enough to answer the question. For me, that's, that's just my personal opinion. I know some people have different opinions about that, but my personal opinion is that if a god did exist, we don't have the tools to be able to even understand it. So they, there's actually no point. And to the point of organizing society, it's actually to our detriment if we try to organize our society based on the the whims of something that we don't properly understand where there are things that we understand like having morality based on okay you don't want to hurt your your fellow human being how do you how do you balance not hurting your fellow human being and maximizing pleasure for other people so that, that's how i personally see the concept of god and being an atheist or being agnostic in in my own context has been has been war for me because personally I like I said I took the religion seriously. So leaving the religion, like okay, I had to grapple with thoughts about meaning and um, how w- what is the point of all this? What is the point? Like, what is the point? And to me, the only answer I could come up with was that there is no point. So any any meaning that you can form is the meaning is the meaning in itself can have meaning to us as humans, but in its, in, like there's no intrinsic meaning to anything. So that's just that's just how I see um living living Christianity because it, it's, it's something similar to the way the way I see Christianity now is there is there's it gives you a sense of purpose. It gives you I'm not saying you cannot have purpose without Christianity. But well, what I'm saying is Christianity gives you, gives you rules, it gives you purposes, gives you, it gives you answers, whether they are stupid answers, whether they are meaningless answers, it gives you answers. Whereas I don't think they are, they are better answers. No, I'm not saying I don't think they are better answers, but I don't think they are answers that are satisfying elsewhere. I'm not saying Christianity's answers are satisfying, but if you are a Christian, then the answers are definitely satisfying to you. And living Christianity with without no without no solid basis for answering some of these questions, like you can say science is a solid basis for answering some of these questions but hey science science is not science is just a descriptive method which we use to analyze our reality it doesn't give us anything about how we should live so for me, I think being an atheist for like at the beginning of the journey like let's say early twenty twenty, middle of twenty twenty. Those are the things I was grappling with. I was grappling with like and I think I'm, I don't have a answer, but I think nihilism is the answer that I've seen that is that is sufficient to even attempt to answer the question. Then family relations I heard a lot of people talk about family. So um everybody in my family knows that I don't believe in the Christian God, and we have we have discussions about it, but it, the discussions are not are not useful. They're not productive for me because I was always the one that was always really serious about Christianity, and I'm the one. I think it's not to boast, but I'm the one that has the most knowledge about religion because I'm the one that has given my time and energy to actually study most of these religious texts and stuff. So for most of the argument, and I'm not a philosopher, um, I'm not a philosopher by any means. But most of the arguments you are bringing to me are not new arguments. I have at least I have definitely heard of it, if I have not even perused it like in depth. So the on the parents' part it has been it has been because my mom died um, late last year, and. I was really angry with the church and the way they handled the whole whole thing because it was just to me it was just like
5: this
4: means of extortion and this is just another means of the church using its its power to. Anyway, that's just that's that was just by the way but that was that's one of the things that I've had to experience because anytime I just think about anytime I go to church and anytime I think about I'm just angry because they don't they don't offer meaningful like now like I said to a Christian it's meaningful but to me it doesn't make any sense. The ritual most of the most of the most of the theology doesn't make any so angry most of the time. Mm-hmm. Then um what else can I talk about? Being an atheist okay uh at my job I don't really talk about religion so there's there's no really there's no real need for me to bring it up. I was at a, I was at a place before I left where well, before I okay I left a job where they were very religious, so we had to pray, we had to do morning devotion. Sometimes you had to preach to the like it was a very serious thing. So and that was another time where I started questioning, but I just managed to kind of camouflage and do do all the preaching do all the singing because it doesn't it just doesn't take anything out of me to to pretend in 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 that sense because it's a job i want to get paid and i don't want to i don't want to get ostracized by the people that i'm working for yeah so that that was that was how but i left that this and why i am currently religion hasn't been anything serious so but in my personal life i don't see the need to to go, go about asking or go about telling people I'm an atheist because it doesn't mean, when I was a Christian, I didn't, I didn't like I didn't tell people, I don't like I didn't because I used to preach at a, at a point, but I think it doesn't mean, it doesn't add any flavor to my life now to be saying I'm an atheist. Like if you ask me, I'll definitely give you the answer. Yeah, you won't. If you, if you are up for debate, personally, I am up for a good debate anytime. So those are the things that I have um, so those are the things that have been in my life since I became an atheist. And the most important thing for me now as an atheist, is it has definitely made me more aware of the situation of the world. It has definitely made me more, I think, open to new ideas. It has definitely made me like most of the issues like um, LGBTQ issues um social justice issues um communism socialism those are the the things i've been thinking about now most of the time i I don't like i still read a lot of books currently i'm reading i'm rereading um forged by by emma but personally i the issues i mentioned that those are the issues that are like very important to me right now so um yeah that that has been my journey thanks for listening
2: Oh. yeah nice one nice yeah answer. that's quite interesting interesting so i wanted to i wanted to um chip in with something the issue of um you you made mention of something earlier that um how do i put it now something like it like the kind of the, the kind of answers you get in christianity you don't get them elsewhere like of course yeah christianity's excuse me christianity's answers don't make sense but i mean There are still answers. Atheism has no answer at all. Something like that. Am I correct? Yes. Okay, well... um, I mean, we all know that atheism is not supposed to be like a... a theory on its own, right? Yeah, Yeah, I don't...
4: And that that is exactly the point. Like, atheism doesn't give you answers to anything. I don't think... Yeah. Sorry, I don't think
3: you are trying to say atheism doesn't give you the answers. I don't think you, I, like what I heard you say. I didn't, I, I didn't get you to mean you expect atheism to give you answers. I just, I, what I understand you to say was that you like those type of answers are not the type of answers that you can just come across anywhere else. Do, do I? Did I get you?
5: I mean,
4: atheism. Atheism is a negation of. A proposition. It doesn't give you any answers. Like it and it's not supposed to. That that's kind of the point. Yeah. It doesn't make any statements about anything. And for for somebody that like I don't know if you would agree with this statement, but I think there's something about us sentient like our sentience that gives us the drive to want some particular answers to some particular questions. So if you are the type of person that needs answers to those questions, you don't get them. It, it seems like christianity gives answers whereas it isn't by de, by design like by its nature doesn't give you any answers
2: yeah i get um, that maybe because you haven't you haven't been but, on twitter go on. recently but anybody who has been on twitter recently knows that a while ago i raised this question about what's the evidence for this claim that there are certain so-called big questions that humans must have or that all humans must have or something like that um and i think i mean people came up with different things but eventually what we were able to deduce from what everybody said was that these kinds of questions are the kind of things that you hear in christian apologetics or maybe church settings and stuff like that and in fact, a few days after that, I came across a video that I also shared on my Twitter page about a certain tribe in Africa where they don't really give a fuck about some of these <laughs> things that people call big questions. They just, I mean, when, when you ask them, what's the most important thing to you? What, what do you value the most in life? They say stuff like, ah, well, we, we just want to catch meat. <laughs> we, just to, we just want to catch the next, the next monkey on the tree over there that's just that's what makes us happy let's just eat meat and we are fine and they were asked okay what happens when you die like if you when you die we throw you in a cave and we move on with our lives and that was basically what they said i mean they said stuff like this um they said okay is the moon like what do you think about the moon no the moon is just there there's something that comes out every night and you know i mean i'm 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 being overly simplistic here but if you i could maybe share the video no I actually did what I watched right. the video I watched oh, okay the video. great so yeah, the I point did. the point I'm making here is that this idea that if you like you you there are some questions that every human soul must long for to me it's not true it's not at least it's not necessarily true maybe in some certain cultures where there's a lot of privilege um people get to go to school they get to have i mean everybody does everything for you you have um a butcher who catches the animal for you and kills it for you you have the farmer who does the farming for you you have the driver who does the driving for you you just pay them with money or whatever it is in such a setting you have free time to do a lot of philosophizing and all those things like that and that's where such kind of, of questions keep cropping up. And not only are you doing that kind of philosophizing in your free time, but you're also doing it in your free time in a culture that already has a religious undertone where it is often said that every human has a god-shaped whole. And whenever there's that gap and you're thinking about these things everybody begins to think, oh, this is the God-shaped hole appealing to me. I began to see through this hole, I mean, should I call it a, it's, it's the, way it, the way it seems to me, it seems like we've built a, 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 a problem that isn't really there so that we can provide a solution that people don't really need. the way it looks to me now this might be something that a lot of people would disagree with um but it's kind of the way it looks to me because i look at it and i'm like okay these tribes these hunter gatherer tribes in africa in the amazon and in places like that where people don't even i mean some a tribe like the peraha tribe for example they don't even think that there's anything like a distant future for them to look up to or a distant past for for them to learn from. I mean, they have mythology, they have all those things, but they don't have any specially structured creation myth or anything like that. And it just seems to me like in the Western culture and in cultures that have adopted a specifically Western idea, and this, I mean, I stand corrected on this anyway because African culture, Yoruba mythology, Um, is independent of um, Western mythology, or I should say Middle Eastern mythology, Um, but it still has a creation myth, it still has an origin myth and all those things like that. It still has a cosmological demiurge and things like that. But the point I'm trying to make here is that in certain cultures, there are certain kinds of problems that up, whereas in certain cultures, those kinds of problems don't up that itself already shows that this is not a human problem. It's not an inherently human problem. It's something that's most likely culture-specific. So the idea that, okay, well, everybody's going to have a God-shaped hole that needs to be filled, for me, it's not necessarily true. It just happens in some cultures that have some certain characteristics to them. So that's just my opinion on that anyway.
4: Okay, N- let me just quickly... But, um, Personally, I don't think uh, it's... it's um sorry, can I go quickly? Then you, you can go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I don't E-Kara think. Is, yeah, Chukuma, so...
2: just you. Mm. So the thing is this, hold on. Sorry guys. Um, I just wanted to elaborate on this thing, but I'm gonna let huh? Adit Sunji speak, then Ekara is gonna speak, Israel is gonna speak, then Chukuma is gonna speak. So Chukuma, you have to wait your turn because Ekara and then um, Israel are going here before you, so just bear with us. So sunji just just okay. give a quick response to what I said.
4: Yeah, okay, not to direct the conversation too so much. I don't think it's, yeah, it's exactly. a God shaped whole, per se. I think if like you said, it, it it comes with it comes with privilege and that, that's one of the things I, I kind of recognize. Like if you've had your basic needs to if if you have a, a, a kind of idea that okay, your basic needs are going to be met, then it leaves you with okay, what is next? And most cultures in in our ancient past the Greeks, the Romans, say the um, the Persians, the Egyptians. They've had a they've had an idea of or a conception of religion to kind of answer those questions. And the questions are not particularly: is there a god or is there not a god, or what happens after we die? But like, what is the point of existence? that, those, that is like the particular question. I don't I don't care about all the other uh um, what happens after you die no, no, like what exactly is why do we exist because a dog may not necessarily have the cognition to answer the question or to even ask the question like why do we exist but as humans we've definitely had that need to answer that question so yeah okay I
2: cool. go. so ecar you can speak now
5: hello everyone can you hear me
2: yeah
5: yeah loud and clear welcome all right, thank you. Thank you very much. So let me do a little background. I think we're talking about um my experience as an atheist, right? Yeah. Living in Nigeria. Yeah. So a little background. My early childhood, my family wasn't so religious, so I didn't get that heavy indoctrination that many Nigerian kids get, you know, while growing up. Yeah, I can, I could count after. a couple of <laughs> <laughs> I could count a couple of times when my family would go to church, you know, maybe Christmas period or Easter, those big events, but it wasn't very regular. But then as time went on, going to primary school and secondary school, being exposed more to society. My secondary school was, of course, a mission school. My university, of course, I went to Covenant University, so you can understand the kind of environment
1: wow. I grew up. Oh,
5: but the general <laughs> experience I had with Christianity was it was basically Society influenced, you know. I was doing what everybody was expected to do: be where you're expected to be, go to church, carry your Bible, the basic um Christian life that many of us live. But then it it got deeper when my family, some parts of some members of my family, were exposed to this church in where I used to live at that time in Calabar. It was like uh, I, I don't even know what kind of denomination it is, but we were exposed to this church group you know and we're hearing prophecies here and there about how god did or didn't like one one or two things that we're doing you know how prophecies come somebody sees you sitting in church and then they claim they can see or hear things from god about you and all that so it was when my family got involved with that church that things started falling apart you know we were kind of trapped in this whole you're not pleasing god well enough god isn't happy with your family you're not contributing enough to the judge, this kind of thing. I, I don't know how to explain it in easy words, but that's the experience I had for a good number of years until it was finally time to leave the religion. And my journey towards atheism started towards my final years in university when I was at a low point. I had lost a couple of family members within a short period, and it coincided with a personal journey I was going through towards self-discovery. I, I was dealing with a lot of depression and... A lot of emotional problems and I really wanted to know at that point in time I wanted to know God because things weren't just working out fine for me. My academics were struggling, financially the family was struggling, I was dealing with the loss of family members so things weren't making sense to me. I mean I had tried to be faithful to God for as long as I knew. While in school I would attend all chapel services, carry my Bible. I was the kind of person that would you know live up to expectations as far do what you need to do to get around things. I just never had that opportunity to question things for myself until this moment. So that was about 2017. I started watching um, a lot of atheist experience. I started being more in tune with science because i had always been a curious person. I'd always been interested in science and technology. And the worldview I had of reality was quite different from what Christianity was telling me so there was a lot of cognitive dissonance in all of that but it was that period when i was at my lowest points i gained the courage to ask questions in fact i remember i was journaling at the time i had written in my journal i told god i prayed i said god i want to find you for who you are not for what anybody has to say not for what the bible has to say or what any pastor has to say about it i mean i felt that if god really existed he would hear me and answer my prayers. That was how I started and lately did I know I was on the journey out of the church and my experience with atheism, I had been through multiple phases. I had gone through days and other days and my days and phases didn't last too long. I wanted to believe heavily that there had to be a creator, there had to be somebody who loved me in quotes and wanted me to see them for who or what they were. And I just didn't want to believe that there was nothing out there. So I found myself trying to rationalize the Old Testament, the creation story and the tower, the story of the Tower of Babel and all those myths that were told in the Old Testament. And it, it just didn't make sense. My my scientific mind at the time in quotes was not it it couldn't merge. There was no way I could see the stories in the Bible and rationalize it to be true. And then a friend of mine had introduced me to a documentary the zeitgeist i know Zeitgeist can be crazy for some people but it it was just an eye opener for me to realize that there could be so many things that i believe to be true about the world and reality that could possibly be false and religion was one of them and it gave me the courage to ask more questions i started listening more to debates between atheists and religious people you know all the regular big boy Atheists in the industry, um, Christopher Hitchens yeah. Charles, um, Dawkins and all those big names. So I listened to them speak more. I listened to religious people speak more. And then I was beginning to see the foolishness in some things that we held to be true in religion. And that's how I found myself out of it. Regarding family, um, the closest members to my family know about a religious person because we all suffered the same issues with church you know we all went through the same difficulties and challenges and we managed to find ourselves out i'm open about not being religious i'm open about not being not believing in god to my family members although some of the others still have one kind of belief in maybe a supernatural entity but me i'm very open to it to the people around me that i care about to my friends the few friends i have because i'm quite an introverted person the ones that are close to me know that I'm not a religious person, and every now and then I engage them in conversations, although I I lose those conversations because I'm usually the only one who's there that's an atheist that's making some points. So a lot of the time I get overwhelmed with, you know how when you're having a conversation with religious people, and then you get bombarded with one question after the other, you can't even reply one answer, <laughs> and then they throw yeah. another one to you, and they see that as a win, oh, this one you don't even know, so why are you fighting against God and all that? So my experience hasn't been so bad. I mean, I stopped going to church many years ago and I've been fine with it. I mean, if I look back at myself five years ago and tell myself that, hey, you're not going to go to church again, I wouldn't believe it because I used to go to church a lot back in school. But then it's, it's not been so terrible. I mean, I don't really miss the community I got from being a Christian because it always felt weird. I know I tried to, but there was always this cringe factor in me when I was in church. And you know, when people praise and worship and lose their senses, and, and i like, it can't be that serious now. It he, just, yeah. it, 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 it didn't, it didn't work out fine for me in that way. I just didn't see things from that perspective. So for me, I, I started learning more about science, history, philosophy, those were the topics that really opened up my mind and really gave me the confidence to be bold about being an atheist. And um, yeah, my experience hasn't been terrible. But I mean, I know there are a lot of people here who have had it worse. But being an atheist in Nigeria can really be stressful. I think there was somebody who explained it to being like walking against the stream, you know, against the currents. Yeah. Everybody's moving in one direction and mm-hmm. then you find yourself having to struggle against the flow of everybody else around you. And it can be very frustrating, especially when it comes to interacting with people. You hardly find people who share similar ideologies with and you find yourself always trying to hide your mouth and not say one thing or air out one opinion that could um, infuriate another person. So it can be challenging in that aspect but Aside size that I feel, I feel free. It, leaving Christianity felt like lifting this heavy weight that was on my shoulders for so long. And I never chose Christianity, to be honest. I never got the opportunity as many of us didn't. We didn't get the opportunity to analyze what we we're being taught as kids. And it's, it's not easy to actually challenge your worldview from, I mean, you start asking questions like i remember listening to gd talk with the uh, ranting on his podcast and uh, i really related to a lot of things he was talking about but anyways yeah that's that has been my experience did i miss anything is there any information that i should
1: are on points, You're on uh, points. On points. Okay. Fantastic. thanks for sharing
5: yeah
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode please consider subscribing apple spotify google and please check the link description below for the link to the freethinkers hangouts on clubhouse this is a gathering of uh, fellow unbelievers basically and from time to time rooms will be created to have discussions so as to to build the community and to help fight this loneliness that a lot of us atheists feel because you just people fool everywhere and you can just feel so isolated and you don't you don't know don't want to share your your thoughts it can be lonely at times so this uh this uh, club will help mitigate that to an extent so check it out below if you're not in clubhouse finally finally join clubhouse at least clubhouse is now on android too so hallelujah anyway have a great week and catch you on the next one.